Want the best streaming experience on the go? Only Xfinity gives you more to stream to any screen. Take the Xfinity X1 Challenge and see for yourself. Or now until March 28th, you can get started with the Starter XF Triple Play from Comcast for $89.99 a month for 12 months and $114.99 a month your second year with a two-year agreement. Plus, ask how to upgrade to get a $200 prepaid card. Click, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Restrictions apply. New customers only. Equipment taxes and fees including broadcast TV and RSN fees extra and subject to change. After promo, regular rates apply. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, number 265. Coming to you live from Comac, New York, Freehold, New Jersey, and Newtown, Pennsylvania. It's Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Hi! It's March 30th, 2017. It is 10 p.m. Welcome to the podcast. It's going to be fun, I promise. All right, so um, welcome to the podcast. We are going to talk about New York sports and other stuff. This is uh, episode number 265. Uh, it is brought to you by nothing and no one in particular. Um, hi, I am the aforementioned Sam Pete, Steve San Pietro, one of your hosts for the program. We'll be joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Calniva Calpino Caliente, Brian Calvi. Uh, in just a moment, uh, we're going to talk New York sports tonight. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the Islanders season essentially ending uh, this evening um, and how that's making me feel. It's not great. I can say that uh, unequivocally. Um, and then uh, we're going to talk about baseball. Baseball starts on Monday. Uh, Cal is through the moon. He's uh, shooting the moon. He's, it's like he's playing, um, you know, it's like he's playing hearts. He shot the moon for the New York Metropolitans this year. Um, and, of course, the Yankees as well. So we'll get into the baseball. We'll do a quick uh, little preview. Uh, we'll take a look at the teams, and we'll find out why I think uh, Cal is more excited uh, for this Mets team than he's been in a very, very long time. And then, of course, we'll be joined by the third man in, Pop Culture PJ, also known as the Bishop, our buddy PJ, who lends a sort of outside-of-the-sports-box perspective to the proceedings as it were. So uh, once again, to reset, as they do, uh, this is Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast. It is March the 30th, 2017. It is 10 p.m. It's time for Ready to Unload. Hi. New York Sports, no big deal. Uh, grab a drink, grab a glass of wine. If you've been watching the Islanders tonight, losing to the uh, Flyers, uh, you've probably had several glasses of wine. Maybe you've hit the gin um, uh, grab a cup of coffee, something, a piece of cake. No big deal. We're going to talk about sports, uh, and that's it. I mean, pop culture and stuff, but no politics, none, nunca, which of course means never. Let's bring in the um, the co-host of the program. Cal. That's him. The yin Cal. to my yang. That's also him. The um, the uh, <laughs> Mr. Roboto of the show. Really Long flowing robes. Splendid. Mr. Brian Calniva Castillo. 
caliente. Hi, Bri. And hi, Bri. And hi, Bri. Also, hi, Bri. (laughs) So, um, guys, guys, (laughs) Soundhound is here. Soundhound, what are you doing? (laughs) You pulled the old switcheroo, Soundhound. I don't know where he went. He's right here. It says he's in the room where it happened. The room where it behind happened. Behind me. The room where it happened. He's he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> Can we just do all the punchlines today? Let me ask you a behind question me. about these. And we'll try to get Cal here in a minute. Obviously, he's having uh, some sort of difficulty with his phone or something. But uh, this is, of course, uh, the Bishop Pop Culture PJ. Hi, Peach. Hi, everybody. Let me ask you a question. Is there a better usage of... He's right behind me, isn't he? Then, uh, in City Slickers. No, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Billy Crystal did it. It's it, he. I think he ruined the line for all time, right? Because he just does it so perfectly. I'm telling I you, think, he's I think there's an instance on Friends, which where where it's also very good. Where they use that he's right behind me, isn't he? I think so. Is that you fiddling with your microphone, or is that Cal? It's not me. All right, probably Cal. Even, even though there's a good chance there are squirrels and raccoons in my studio tonight. <laughs> That's amazing. You were just telling me this before we uh, before we started the show. Uh, uh, please tell everybody what you're talking about, and then I have several questions. My studio is a separate building from my house, as everybody knows. And I keep Does it locked. Does everybody know that? Is that? Hold on. It's part of the PJ canon, and excuse my squeaking chair, that's what you hear. It is, no. it is part oh, of the it's, PJ, that is canonical, like that everybody ship. knows that you, have a, uh-uh. that you have a separate studio. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Go on. Separate studio. Well, we talked about dumpling sound, right? Dumpling oh, by the way, Cal is here. here. Hi, Cal. Hi, Cal. No, he he's not here. here. I don't he's hear it. Okay. Very good. He's behind Go me, isn't he? He's, he's right behind me. <laughs> Dumpling Sound Studios, a separate building from your house. Uh, you live at, uh, what is it over there? What's your exact address? Freehold. Live, <laughs> right. Freehold, New Jersey. And, where uh, they have and backyards have a, and where they will allow you to put large buildings next to your existing house as long as it's within code. So this studio is within code. And we had it dropped in right next to the house. And it has a door, and the door is always locked. Except today, as I was bringing equipment out to the studio for the express purposes of doing this podcast, and I get out here, and the door is open. A crack. That's not great. And I'm given to panic very quickly about things like this. Like, I'm ready to, to nudge the door open and either be attacked by an animal or by a large man who's robbing me. <laughs> Dressed as an animal. Right. And I had nothing to fight off anybody except a pair of headphones and the $10,000 microphone, which we've discussed. <laughs> also canonical, right? Also canonical, the price of my right. microphones. So I, 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 I'm walking into, it's pitch black, and I'm walking into the room expecting to find everything stolen and or, you know, rodent feces. But um, luckily... But not so much. 
as far as I could tell, cursory inspection, uh, all is well. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. How? Do, how? Okay. So I have a, I have a few questions. How does Go three ahead. days happen? Three days feels like a long time to not notice that the door is wide open in your backyard. Um, I haven't been in my yard or anywhere behind my house. Uh, for three days. That's what. That's when we laid Clearly. down the old uh, weed and feed, Scott's weed and feed, Scott's turf builder. That's the last and time Scott I was back. Now somehow a sponsor of the show as well. <laughs> Sponsored by Scott's. Feed it. Uh, um, and the door was closed then. So. Okay. Don't know. So, don't uh, know. I don't know how that happened. Don't know how it happened. You have an the alarm door was, on the, the studio, studio well, too, the, don't you? The, the doorknob was locked, but the door itself was open as if it hadn't been pulled closed properly last time and somehow okay. worked itself open. And you're the only one who has access to the studio. Is that correct? Anyone with a key may have access to the studio. I feel like a little bit like I'm cross-examining you now. <laughs> and I'd like, I'd like immunity, please. Oh, boy. No politics. That's not politics. It's a little politics. Well, it's just topical. It's not politics. We're not commenting. We're not weighing in. Hello? Um, it, it is. It, there he is. Okay. There he is. <laughs> is anybody there? There he is. All right. There he is. Kel. I'm trying to get in. Entering right. as if someone had left the door open. And unattended, it's Cal. He's been he's been listening. I knocked this whole before time. I came in, at least. Right. Maybe it was Cal in the studio, recording, laying down some sweet tracks. Oh, were you here? I was here with some squirrels. Did you hear us? <laughs> were you, were, did you come here to do? Uh, You've got the touch. That was the, that was your studio. <laughs> You've got the touch. You got the touch. I you never knew that was a real song. I thought that was a song made up to sound like a dumb 80s song for that movie. I, I had no I idea only, that that was a real track. Yep, I only found that out like a year ago. Me too. Yep. Did you know that was a real song, Cal? From what? From Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights. I thought it's, that was from the movie. And it was, no, it was used in like Transformers, the cartoon. It's, Yes, it's a, it's a, it's the big Transformers uh, fight song from yeah yeah no no joke <laughs> the song from Boogie Nights that they're saying you got the touch yeah it's Optimus Prime swooping out of the sky <laughs> is in Transformers um, I always thought that was a fantastic acting job by Wahlberg there and I'm not a huge fan and that's on record that's also canonical um, that um, how's your mother as <laughs> say how's your mother for me. That um, to to be a singer of some ability, which he is, um, and to sing really badly, but not that badly, so it looks like you're singing badly. Do you know what I mean? That takes some talent, doesn't it? It does. It's hard. It is. It's hard. He's like doing a, a voice. I, I, I don't know. I always kind of I, – I thought he was great in that movie, but – um, that particular thing, like singing, singing poorly when you can actually sing, yeah, has got to has got to be a little difficult. Well, are we sure he can sing? He can. Yeah. We're not. We're not. He can. No, rap. he can sing. 
But he can? But I think he yes. can sing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cal, how are you? Good. I, again, everything? please don't... Good. Don't let me interrupt you. Whatever you're doing with PJ, finish that up. I'll wait here patiently because I was late. That's on me. We just I'll wanna, wear that. You, you, <laughs> we just want to make sure that... See what the raccoons recorded in PJ's studio. I, I, I am envisioning three days, door open... He goes in and it's like a Disney scene in there, where like there's like a raccoon on drums, like a squirrel's at the. At the at what do we? What are you? What board. are you calling? What are you calling them? Raccoons. 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 No. <laughs> no, they're raccoons. They're not raccoons. After raccoons. oh hello, I will never pronounce them raccoons again. Have they been on Broadway? <laughs> Broadway. Broadway. Have uh, they been on Broadway? And did the cocaine. Um, we're, of doing. course, referencing... Oh, oh hello. Peds, that's my uh, fantasy team name this year. Oh, hello? Or Too Much it's Tuna? Too Much, too much Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's entirely too much tuna. Entirely too much. Oh, my God. That show is funny. Do you feel pranked? Pranked. Um, pranked, right. Um, Cal, it's good to see you. I'm going to need a little, uh, therapy tonight. Yeah, this is, uh, this is good timing, I think. It is. It is. Uh, we're going to get through nothing, this, though. We're going to get through this together. Nothing was missing from the, uh, the studio? That's great to hear. Uh, once again, I haven't done a full inspection. Right. But, um, no pipe-wielding thugs. And, um... As far as I can tell, no infestation. Excellent. So we're going to put the, uh, this in the wind column, and then we're going to leave it alone. <laughs> Did they take the dark side of the moon, 1984? <laughs> I was going to say, the, ki- the kiss poster is untouched. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I've been tempted to break into your studio just to take down the kiss poster, so I don't have to look at it when we record. It is, look, first of all, I, I, it's not a poster. It's one of those um, glass, glass. Yeah. framed with the, with the gold foil behind the glass right. so, so that it, you know, it illuminates their faces that are etched out of the black. Yeah. In fact, I'm, I'm looking at my Beetle one. Much more classy. And it is from, my Beetle one is from 1983. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the flea market, the Long Island Arena, the Comac flea market. There it is, Cal. Get a look at sure. that. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. There it is. Those things are. Those things are, and it's still in the original wood frame too, with the little like the cutouts. I love that thing. Amazing. I have. Uh, I have Ringo covered up in the uh, in the picture. <laughs> Who's got I worse have... lyrics than Kiss? Anybody? No one. Oh, I'm knocking speakers down. Good night, everybody. I just knocked my speakers down. I just took apart the whole studio. What's the quote from Spinal Tap? <laughs> Lost in a sea of retarded sexuality? Sexuality and bad poetry. <laughs> the musical growth of this band cannot be charted. They're treading water in a sea of retarded sexuality <laughs> and bad poetry. That's what it is, treading and, water. And their, their, their response is the best of all time. Well, that's nitpicking, isn't it? <laughs> that line that had me. to be written about Kiss. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, we should get to the sports because we got a lot to do, and we got a, a long fun load. I want to get to the fun load. Nothing would make me happier than if you two would talk about sports. Nothing is finer than eating in your diet. What are you climbing over? The ambient sound effects. <laughs> the Foley editor for this episode is going to win a Tony, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> Best Foley in a podcast. The nominees are RTU, <laughs> episode 265. Clambering. <laughs> I feel like I'm there. WTF with Mark Marin. Episode 746, Iggy Pop. <laughs> um, Iggy Pop knocks over his coffee. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it's scalding hot, but it wasn't really scalding hot. They added that. That was a Foley guy. Um, how do you do a Foley of, of Iggy Pop screaming in pain from hot coffee? <laughs> oh! <laughs> More, please. <laughs> Uh, all right, Peach, we'll talk to you in a bit. Looking forward to it. No, not as much as we are. Um, boy, that came off as really snooty. It <laughs> didn't mean it to be. It was dripping with contempt. It was. It really was. Hi, Cal. Hi. Steve, how are you? I'm not great. No? Nope. How can we help you? So uh, there's a couple of things I would like us to talk about tonight. The first one is the Islanders. I'd like to start there um, so we lose every listener that we might possibly have. Right. Um, and if you're, if you're listening now, uh, like tomorrow or like Monday or, you know, you're uh, on your commute or something like that, and um, you want to just you, – you're probably going to want to skip. It's 10-17. Probably give this a good 23 minutes, 22 minutes. I was going to ask, um, do you want me to put the timer on this? I'll give you, I'll give you a hard uh, Give me a, a hard, hard 15 count. on this. 15? Honest, I, no, no joke. Give me a hard 15 minutes on this. And then we're going right. to baseball. We have to. All right. Um, so here's I think, he's a, I think he's got his producer pants on tonight. Yeah, I think 15 is – I think you're going to regret that decision. No, I don't, I don't need more than that. It's over, Johnny. Hmm. They've uh, they've crushed my spirit. They've, the Islanders again. Let's, yes, this is the New York Islanders. Be clear. They're going to um, destroy my child. My my kid is going to be a disaster tomorrow. Do you hear that thunder, by the way? Is that what that is? That's thunder. We're about to get a huge thunderstorm here. I thought that was the guy with the big piece of sheet metal <laughs> in the back. That's real thunder. We are fully the shit out of this episode. Nice. Whoa. Whoa. And working oh, blue. Drop <laughs> Sorry. That's the kind of mood I'm in. Ugh. That's where I am. It's a crazy night. It's a crazy gonna, night. With his thunderstorms um, in March, you're cursing. The the metal sheet. <laughs> Wesley is actually standing behind me with a metal sheet. <laughs> Casey's got a set of shoes. He's just walking them up the stairs. It looks like the two of them are holding the metal sheet together. Like, they're both, like... Oh, you see his Wesley's little hand. He looks like like Kilroy. Like, it's just like his little head is above it. Um, No, this is really really pretty simple with the Islanders. So, they lost tonight uh, 6-3. to They gave up five goals in the first period. Um, Mm -hmm. It was uh, embarrassing. 
Um, and now uh, uh, any hope – they only had about a 10% chance of making the playoffs anyhow, uh, anyway uh, because of the two losses last week. Um, now any hope of making the playoffs is, is pretty much all but dash. Um, which is – we've talked about this before, Cal. With my teams and with my rooting interest, once the playoffs are, I have belief until I'm mathematically eliminated that my teams can make the playoffs. And well, that's not it's, that's not exactly true. No, no, no. Because if tonight, you me, if you ask me to be uh, sincere, the Islanders have six games left. Do I think they can win all six and make the playoffs? I do, because I'm a, I'm an idiot. They can't. They're not going to. But I. They still mathematically could. Fortunately for you, I did not ask you to be sincere. Right. <laughs> it was not a request I've made of you. Right. Um, which I appreciate, by the way. Um, but uh, the, the, the non-playoff thing in a season for one of my teams is really tough for me to take. It's really tough. Um, right. Especially with this team in particular because I have invested a lot of time. Um, I've watched, I didn't watch tonight. So, you know, somewhere around 65 of the 76 games they've played. Um, Not bad. It's, it's most of them. That's for, um, for being in another state. That's remarkable. <laughs> right. And having two kids and like a job. Um, Grown up now with a family. Now I'm older with a family. It's true. Um, I have a lot of Jake's Minshew while I watch the game. Um, it's, but, but they took a step last year, and I had deluded myself into thinking that this team should be as good. They should be a, a, uh, a three seed in the division or a seven or eight seed. They should be good enough to make the playoffs again. Um, mm-hmm. They have taken a, an, an enormous step back. And they fired the coach, which I didn't think was ha- would happen. Here's what I want to boil it down to. So they're not going to make the playoffs despite a valiant – bit of a valiant run, but a valiant run that they needed because they did it to themselves by playing so poorly for the first 35 or 40 games. Um, and that road trip, that 22-day road trip did kill them. Uh, I mean, that was the – the most ridiculous thing. Like, you had other teams telling them it was ridiculous. You had other teams commenting on it. The league and Barclays screwed them royally. Sure. Uh, they had nine games and 22 games in five time zones. Uh, I mean, I didn't even know there were five time zones. They added it, one just for this trip. They just right. created one. Yeah, I mean, it was a ridiculous trip. They came home gassed. They lost a game to Carolina. They, you know... Uh, we can go on and on. The team is gassed, but all I want to say is this. This offseason, I feel like we say this with all our teams. <laughs> so maybe it's a trend. Like maybe the offseasons are becoming as entertaining as the seasons uh, in some cases. Or at least uh, entertaining is the wrong word. Filled with intrigue. How's that? Is that? Yes. That's, that's a better description um, of it. As the season is. This upcoming offseason for the Islanders is ridiculously intriguing. Well, because I think the general the, I manager think the, made a strong case to get fired. And the coach got fired, which we didn't think was going to happen in season, and it did. 
The guy who took over did a very, very good job, but we don't know if he wants the job. And it's on the GM now for this team not making the playoffs. Like, I think Ledecky and Malkin, the two new owners, expected them to make the playoffs, at least. Well, I, 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 would, I would disagree a little bit there because I think it's, it's on the players. The players, by taking the first 30 games off of the season, are not going to no, make no, the no. playoffs. You don't understand. It's always going to be on the players, right? right but you it, can't fire it, the players. A, you can't fire the players. B, the GM put the players together. Right. And, right. and the GM made four, as I count, crucial mistakes. Let's list them. Just this year that are fireable. Go ahead. The Number first, one. And, and I'm, not, I'm not even like saying uh, signing Ladd, not signing Oposo, Nielsen. He released Parento for nothing. That's his first mistake. Um, at the time, you said, well, maybe there's a reason. He didn't play with Tavares. There has to be more to it, blah, blah, blah. But he released Paranto. It's a, it's a minor one, but it's a bad start. Okay? Especially seeing that Paranto at the trade deadline, like, fetched a draft pick. Like, at the very least, Paranto had to be one of the top 14 forwards you had on the team. Now, he did it to give the spot to Barzal, and then he didn't play him. Right. That's mistake number two. I think we're actually at, like, six mistakes. <laughs> um, played Beauvillier, did not give Barzal the time, fine. Here's the big one. Here's, <laughs> I almost went Jiminy Glick there. Here's the big one. What does that Garth Snow do? Um, he carries three goaltenders. Right. Which no one in the NHL does. Ever. And so Halak doesn't get the work that he needs. Apparently, Halak is a jerk to Berube. None of the goaltenders like the situation. Halak never finds a groove and is bad. And Berube doesn't play for 30 games. So essentially you keep a guy who you somehow can't waive, but also somehow can't play and has played four games over the last 85. And he does this for a really long time. And then he sends Halak down, puts Halak through waivers. Nobody picks him up. The goaltending situation is finally solved, except that J.F. Rubek can't play in the NHL. So you've left yourself without a backup goaltender that's playable. Before a 22-game road or 22-day nine-game road trip with two back-to-backs, terrible. Like that alone, in and of itself, is a fireable offense. Mm-hmm. But but wait, there's more. He knew that the coach was a problem. He knew that the players had stopped responding to him, and he waited too long to fire them. What was what were they? 17, 17, and six, something like that. Or 17, they were 17, 17, and something. Right, yeah. At the time. So they were already past the halfway point. They were 17, 17, and maybe even like nine or something like that. They were half the, uh, past the halfway point. Uh, and he waited too long to fire Capuano. You knew that Capuano was a problem. You knew that the players had tuned him out. Should have fired him like 20 games in. 20 games in. 
They were struggling. They were scrapping. They were like four games under 500 at one point. Should have fired him. Mm-hmm. Guys like, uh, uh, you know, Claude Julien got fired before. Or um, what's his name in, in Florida? Um, Gallant. Yeah. Uh, Gerard Gallant got fired before Capuano did on a team that had a better record than the Islanders did. So it's way too long to do that. And then the last mistake is you're right there. Your team is making a push and you don't do anything at the trade deadline to make the team better. Mm-hmm. Nothing. To make it, you brought up Josh Hosang, which you treated as, which I got to say is the one thing he did right. Leaving him down there as long as they did was the one thing he did right. Because he needed to stay down there as long as he did. He brought him up when he was red hot. He was the player of the month. He had been having great practices, great games. The kid, obviously, you need to treat with some sort of special kid gloves, kind of. And I thought they did the right thing. But he didn't make a trade to make the team better. He did try, right? But he didn't. He didn't succeed. Try, 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 try. He didn't succeed. But like you say, it takes two to, to make a trade. Yeah. But then, and then lastly, he waited too long to bring Halak back up. So you basically played a handful of games where J.F. Berube either had to start or had to come in in relief and was non-usable. And you threw away three games in that time. You threw away three games. Uh, Yaroslav Halak could have and should have started. Let's say you win two of those three games. You're in the wild card spot right now. So... These are all fireable offenses. Now you're coming up in an off season where John Tavares is going to be able to talk about an extension for the first time in his career. Well, I think, I think it's more, it's more than that. It's more than that. It's not, it's not that simple. It's if they don't sign him to an extension this summer, they have to trade him. Yeah. He's not, he's not going to play the season in a lean duck year. Trading him. No, I don't. Of course not. No, but I'm saying, if he has to be traded, do you want Garth Snow doing it? Do you have confidence no. that Garth Snow is going to get the best value back for him? No, I, I, I believe Garth Snow shouldn't, have, shouldn't be able to make a single decision once the season is over. I think, I think he, he should, should be fired job immediately. Immediately. Yep. I think they should <laughs> immediately, immediately. Like, <laughs> even, it's too slow. Fire him. <laughs> I think that... So, can we say one of my least favorite say? So, one of your least favorite sayings is a good problem to have, right? That is that is my least favorite saying. Right. One of mine is blessing in disguise. I always thought it was blessing in disguise. <laughs> With diamonds? No, no, that's Lucy. <laughs> I always thought, well, no, it was a blessing no, in disguise. Everybody knows that's Lucy. I'm proud of you. Right? Idiot. Like, oh, look at that. It's a blessing in the skies. And you look up and you say, oh, yeah, it's a blessing. That's what I always thought. You really thought that? I did. I mean, I was, I was a kid. It, okay. I didn't, so not, you didn't so just break adult. news to me. I didn't, I didn't just find out now. Spoiler alert. Yeah. It's, no. it's blessing in disguise. Right. <laughs> I like how it could be blessing in disguise. Like, it's almost like Jamaican. <laughs> It's a oh, blessing in disguise, man. It's a blessing in disguise, man. Where is the or, blessing? It's in disguise. Or Francis is saying. 
or Mike Fritz has to say. It's a, it's a blessing in disguise. All right, it's up in the it's up in the air. It's a beautiful blessing. Look up, boom. Blessing, blessing. Back after this. Um, all right, so, no, so, blessing, all right, so go ahead. Blessing in disguise. I don't like blessing in disguise. You don't. But what is the blessing in disguise here? Them not making the playoffs and and falling apart the way they are here. Yes. Proved to be the thing that was necessary for them to fire Gar Snow. All right. So let me let me just I want to break this down a little bit for you. All right. Beat Street because we're going to break it down. There are two avenues that we as fans take, right? We either want the team to succeed where they have a chance at winning a championship, right? Yeah. Or, and I shouldn't say all fans think this way, but a lot of fans, then if it's not going well, will go the other way and then root for it to be as bad as possible so as to affect change to try to make it better. Right. We've been right? in that spot with the Mets, right? So We've been, been with the Jets, with the Mets, yeah. with yeah. the Islanders. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think I'm in that spot because I, I very seldom get to that spot anymore. You, and you, know, you don't. That's true. You, you just want – like, in other words, for this upcoming Jet season, I want them yeah. to win one game. Right. So that – so that they'll have a chance at a great draft pick the following year. And I, sort of I, I can't have it. And you can't. Can. You want a competitive season. You, you yeah. want, you're okay with Josh McCown because he gives you a chance to win a couple of games. No, not necessarily. But I, but I, I want the miracle. Okay. I want the miracle story. I want the, everybody thought they were supposed to suck and they won nine games. Okay, you're not getting that. But you would rather win five than one? It depends. That's tough. Hmm. Like with Rex's last year with the Jets, I, I, did, I, I did not want them. Once the season was lost, it, it's always once the season is lost. It can't be when there's a realistic chance of them making the playoffs. Sure. No, I get that. Of course. So, in the, so like this past year, like once the Jets are like 2-10 and 10 or whatever it was or 3-9 and nine or something – then I, I really don't care what happens. You don't like really I really them. didn't. Never I, I, really didn't them. I never, I, I really can't do it. Yeah. I've tried. And, and I, but, and, but with, but with Rex, with Rex, once they were like three and 11 or three and 10, I was rooting against them. Yeah. Lots of or, or I, I, I wasn't rooting against them. I didn't care if they lost. Okay. And if they lost, it was probably like a good thing because I really wanted them to get fired. I really did. What I found in those situations is that when I do openly root against my team, or I, or more accurately, I root for failure. I don't root. Right. I don't That's necessarily right. root against them, but I root for failure because I'm hoping that it will affect some sort of change. Most of the time, it doesn't. And now no. I've just wasted a miserable season, and I don't get what I wanted anyway. Right. Like, Rex was the rare time where I wasn't rooting for their failure. I was okay, really okay with their failure. 
Right. It didn't bother you. It didn't bother me at all. And it actually affected change. Like he actually got fired. Well, that did, yes. So now let's let's but take that's not the case with Giles. That's not the case. Right. I think he should lose his job on merit because I think first of all he's been here eleven years. Second of all, and they they they've made the playoffs what four times in that in those eleven years. Uh yeah. It's four times. In three um, out of the last four years. Uh, not this year though, so it'll be three out of five, and four times in eleven years. Right. He's he's had eleven years to rebuild this team. He hasn't. Well, he did. No, but they should be. But he hasn't. Well, because no, they no. should well, be what, a consistent. They should be a consistent playoff team. I'm not saying they should is, be a Stanley Cup contender. Okay, so what's so what is the knock on him that we've been saying all along? He's rebuilt the team. Yes. But he took it to a place where he could take it. He can't take it any further. He's taken as far as it can go. Right. Absolutely. And, and it's clear. I mean, it's, it's very clear right now. There, I don't think there's that much of like, do we want to give him another chance to try to take it to the next level? I don't think he, I think he's proven that he right. can't. Right. The coach couldn't. Right. And he lost his job. But the coach, but the, but the coach was at his max as well. That's, but that's my point. This group right. that stayed together for seven or eight years did a very good job of, of bringing it from the worst team in the NHL to a perennial playoff contender. Not a perennial Stanley Cup contender. Not a perennial playoff maker, though. That's the problem. But a, but a perennial contender, which is further along than they had been in the last two Absolutely. decades. Absolutely. Right? They so took the good. rebuild as far as they could take it. But they can't... They can't they could not go any He's further. Done. He's done. And all the, all, the, all, the, all the chips and pieces are there, right? So we, we talked about next year already, <laughs> or at least I did. Um, you know, about guys like Barzal being there next year and guys like – and if you, if you made uh, locking up JT long-term, but if you made two trades, or actually you made a trade and a sign, you would have a very competitive team next year. If you made a trade for Duchesne, right, and you signed, say, Carl Osner, uh, uh, right? Free Ed Asner? Ed Asner. If you signed Ed Asner, Mary. <laughs> okay. Um, if you signed uh, Carl Osner, Carl. Uh, yeah. You're yeah, not it's saying that, right? The, the defenseman from the Capitals. Um, and you now you have Barzal on this team full time. You probably have Dalcall on this team full time. Although in my scenario, you're actually trading um, Dahan, uh, Dalcall, and the old one for Duchesne. Right? And you put Duchesne on that second line. You move Hosang up to the first line. You have Barzal. I, in my scenario, I have Barzal centering that first line. You move Tavares to wing. Right, you have that first line be Barzal, Tavares, and Hosang. You wait a minute. What? So you're going to ask your franchise player to sign here long term, but you're also going to move him to the wing. I'm going to ask him about it, but he played wing in the in in the Canada, uh, you know, in the World Cup and stuff like that. He seemed very comfortable there. Oh, I want. Yeah. I would ask. I would ask him if uh, if I put a kid like Barzal on your line, you want to play wing. 
I think no, he, I, Cal, I think he's fed up with playing center. I really do. I think he would do that if you put a guy like Steven Stamkos at center. I don't think he's going to do it for a kid with what five NHL games what if, under his belt. What if you put Deshane there? I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think you would. I don't know. I don't know. Regardless, there are... <laughs> he's shouting that from the other room. Where? Where are you? <laughs> was hard. That's your hard 15. Thank you. Hard 15. I smell a song. That's your hard 15. It's really hard, hard, hard. It's an out, you see. Hard 15. 15. He said to stop talking. I was at 15. Sorry. Um, I'm going to need five more. Can you give us five more? Can we buy five more? What, what is he? Where is he? He's not listening. I feel like he drove to my house and now he's downstairs shouting it. From the, from he sounds the, like he's outside your window. <laughs> Why are you at the base of my stairs? Like my mom used to be to wake us up for school. She'd be at the bottom of the stairs, flicking the, the hall light on and off. Let's go. Let's go. Get up. Uh, those of you who grew up in a cape can relate. Not um, not wearing a cape. That's exactly what I was up. doing. No. <laughs> that's what you were going for? That's exactly. Yeah, I, I made a little sound bite so I could do it anytime I want. That's your that wasn't. Yeah. 15. See. <laughs> you didn't know that was a that's sound bite. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought that was him yelling from across the room. Well, and, it he is. Got the, and he got the tone and the cadence perfectly all ten perfectly. times. Thank all you. All ten times. <laughs> and you just make it sound like it's backing in the distance. That's, That's fantastic. <laughs> oh boy, that is magnificent. We're keeping, you know the other... we're keeping that. The other reason I don't know is because it doesn't come up on my audio clips because I'd have to refresh the page. Oh, don't do that. You'll, you'll, you'll right, and the whole show will go to to the pot. Blow the whole thing up. But yeah, in I, the in the future, if you if we're talking to somebody and you're trying to end it politely, you could be like, "Well, oh, sorry, they're calling me. <laughs> it's my." It's my mother at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> producing the show. <laughs> Steven, that's your heart 15. Oh, you know what? We got to do great. it. I can't. We got to record my mom saying it, right? Yeah, we got to get Angela. <laughs> we got we to record my mom screaming, that's your heart 15. <laughs> that's your heart 15. Let's Turn the go. lights out. I just can't wait to try to explain to my mother what the hell we're recording. This is filthy, Stephen. It's for something filthy. <laughs> the less information, the better. Yeah, exactly. Mom, I promise you, we're not going to use it for untoward things. Um, all right, we, we, can stop, but we can stop on the honors then. Well, no, we can't because you were, you were just I'm good. About to... That's it. We talked through it. We talked through it. The officer, just, okay, fire, just, just fire Gar Snow. Do you think they will? Do you think they will? Yes, I do. You think they'll fire him? I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna name a team president, director of hockey operations. 
I think he is going to fire him. I think they're going to kick Dougie Wade upstairs, and he's going to be the new GM. <clears throat> I would like to see them go get a coach named Travis Green. You may remember him. Um, who's uh, uh, what? What's why are you shaking your head? Why? Wh- What's wrong with Travis Green? Why do we have to keep getting coaches in their first NHL coaching job? Because you're not going to get because the good NHL coaches are gone. So then, and he's the best available uh, uh, amateur guy with a mullet. He's the best available first-time coach. No, I don't buy it. He's he's a hot commodity kid. Hot commodity. Good. Let him go be a hot commodity somewhere else. And he's a gutless puke. Yeah, that too. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm just uh, the the main point here is hire a director of hockey operations, fire Garth Snow, make weight the GM. There, I said it. I don't care the coaches. Bring them. Bring your coach. And you don't want weight to remain the coach. I don't think he will. I don't care whether he wants, whether you think he wants to or not. I'm asking you, would you rather him stay coach? No. No? I think I want to kick him upstairs. I've been very impressed with him as a coach. He's been great, as have I. He's coached his ass off in a lot of games. But I think he wants to be upstairs. Well, and I don't know if I want to coach... We wouldn't know. I don't know if I, I – my concern would be he's a coach who gets disinterested with the grind. That's why I like a guy like Travis Green. Like, I want a young, hungry guy to take this team from outside the organization. But then you're right? bringing a guy back. Well, into what the new coaches – what new coach – but he's never been in the organization. He doesn't have any idea what they're doing in Bridgeport. He's outside well, the organization. All he did was play for them. Like, what, what coach – who was the last coach that they had, first-time coach, who was outside the organization? Laviolette. Wasn't he coach at, at Bridge? No, I don't believe so. So that's what I was going to say, Laviolette. Well, he turned into a pretty good coach. Yeah, he did. He did. Let me, let me punch up Peter Lavs. Who coached his 1,000th NHL game tonight. I can't believe that. How did they let him go? How did that happen? Well, you know what? Because the players wanted him gone. Really? The players wanted him gone. And now you look back to 2003 when they let him go and how successful those players were versus how successful he's been. Yeah. Ask your boy DPH. DPHO. Yeah. Packa. Yeah. Right. Those were the guys. Those were the leaders of that team. Yashin. Yashin. So Johnson. he was an assistant. He was assistant. Uh, I don't think. I don't know if, if Tomas Yashin ever said four words to anybody. Garth Snow himself. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, not Tomas Yashin. Kenny Yashin. Kenny Yashin. Um, okay. I don't. I don't know if Kenny Johnson ever really spoke to anybody. Mark Parrish. Parrish. All these guys. So he was an assistant coach with the Bruins. 
He's never in the Islanders organization. That's what I said. So that's the last guy that they got that was outside the organization. So then that makes your point coach. for you. Wow. Well, okay. I'm just saying all their, all their first-time coaches since then have been guys in the org. Just fire them. Just fire them. This team is fixable. They have four players that are really, really good. Really, that have the potential to be really, really good. Yeah, but uh, well, uh, I don't want to open up. I, I'm not gonna. I, you're right. They are. They are. They're very talented players. But there's something about this group that I, I don't know. But this group. Why did they take the first is, thirty games off? This group is Bailey Nelson. This, this, those guys have to go. Get rid of Bailey. Get rid of Nelson. Get rid of these guys and bring in, you know, you sign Clutterbuck and Sezik as you're screwed there. That's, oh, by the way, that was the fourth one. Giving fourth-line guys like Clutterbuck and Sezik these ridiculous contracts that are unmovable. Clutterbuck's is awful. It's yeah. awful. Like, Sezik is, you can kind of make a case where he's 24. Like, maybe he becomes the Franz Nielsen for you. You know, he's that third-line center that's a shutdown guy. He plays big in big games. He's assistant. You know, he's come up in your organization. Maybe you can make a case. Maybe. Although, I don't know how you make that case with Barzal and Beauvillier in your system. And and having JT. Where's he going to play center? He's going to be a fourth-line center forever. Well, Strom is a guy that's got to go, too. Strom is a guy that's got to go, too. Although, I thought Strom played better underweight. I have no doubt where wherever... Ryan Strom goes, he's going to be great. I have no doubt. Like, especially if he goes to, like, Toronto or something. You know, and is with, like, Mike Babcock or something. Like, or I could see him going to Tampa Bay and being, like, fantastic. Because a good coach will, will get to him. You can see it already. Weight was getting to him. His play under Weight was exponentially better than it was under Capuano. Exponentially. But anyway, it tends to be. All right. I'm fine. It is. Are you? No, I'm not. I'm not okay. Doug Waite was Doug Waite was asked if he was frustrated by the Islanders' five nothing first period deficit. He said, "It's a reflection on me." You can't ask anything more of the guy. I mean, come on. He's, what, he's, he's protecting his team. What's he going to do? I have no problem with that. You gonna call, you, got, you got six games left in the season, Cal. You're going to call them dogs and destroy them? Why not? The season's over at this point. Because he wants to win. The, he thinks they, that they can win the last six games and maybe get in the playoffs. You can't, you can't destroy your team right there. You can't. You can't. I don't know why. I, I, I don't like that he has to take – the hit for this. That's not fair. I, I, I think he's protecting his team. Okay. All right. I, 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 I just, I don't know. If he destroys them and throws them under the bus, it's just garbage. He destroys them and throws them under the bus. They have to play in about 21 hours. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. Because this is the effort. This is the effort that they gave when their life was on the line. On the, I mean, like this is it. 
this is it. Starting tonight, you have to win the rest of your games. And they come out and give up five goals in the first period. They gave up four goals in the first eight minutes. That's inconceivable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know. Listen, uh, I hope you get over this. I'm I hope you come to terms with this quickly. But take as much time as you need. Thank you. Right. Yeah, right. We got it. All right, Ma, Madon. There's our hard fifteen. Gee whiz. Uh, so let's move on to happier times. Happy spring. Times. Springs eternal. Hope springs eternal is what you say. No, spring. No, spring. Spring springs eternal. Spring ahead yeah. and feel yeah. eternal. It's a blessing in the sky. Right. Spring forward, hope eternally. <laughs> that's, all true. that's the real saying, right? Fall, fall back. Fall, fall, fall back, but hope forever. Let's talk hope about close. baseball, buddy. Forever. Is this uh, so? You asked me uh, earlier today in our uh, little chat room with our buddies. Yeah, the cute little uh, chat room. Yeah, it's adorable. It's a adorable thing you guys you, you guys do. I, uh, when are you gonna grow I up? Asked, <laughs> I asked the Yankee fans if this is the most excited they've been about a a baseball season and b a team. Uh, these are these are Yankee fans that are our age that uh, grew up in the '80s that know from teams losing, but also uh, enjoyed the '90s teams and have become somewhat uh, disenchanted with baseball and the Yankees over the last, would you say, eight years? Seven, eight years? Since, since their last World Series, yes. Since 2009. Right. Yeah. Uh, with the team, and it's the same thing every year, and not building with kids, and blah, blah, blah. So they are, uh, they are very excited about this team. Both looking oh, really? Because I, I didn't see the answer. They have answered that question already. I was uh, like a month ago. I was trying to see to gauge where they were with the season starting on Monday. Right. Uh, but Dan uh, had said it a month ago. Ev said it a month ago. Very excited about this team. That Cashman finally did what many older Yankee fans would hope that he did. Right. And that's give them you know a young rebuilt rebuilding team. So you asked. Can you please ask the same question of the Mets fans? Gauge your level of excitement about this this Mets team coming into the season. That's right. So I'm going to ask it now. Baseball, 2017, Cal. Tell me about the Mets. I've been waiting all day for you to ask this question. I, you you told me <laughs> leave the interviewing to you, which yeah, I did. I went Francesa. I went Francesa on you and tell me how to do the show. I backed off, but I was hoping that you would ask that question, and it took uh, yes. 14 hours, but you finally have Somewhere asked that question. 14 hours, yes. I know I've been counting. It's 14 hours. <laughs> and I've had 14 hours to prepare for the uh, <laughs> to answer that question. Right. I'm so freaking excited, Steve. You look it. I am. I You're can't glowing. even hide it. Oh, I, got, I smile from ear to ear. Baseball. Right. Right? 
What's not to be excited about? What could possibly go wrong this year? You've got Syndergaard has been oh, no, a favorite just... for the Cy Young Award. And Jonas Cespedes is a favorite for the MVP Award. And they've got pitching. They've, they lo- a pitcher went down already, and they've already, they still have too much pitching. That's like an embarrassment of riches. It's like how are you? Good how are you with with, how are you with embarrassment of riches? Are you okay with that? I, quite frankly, I don't think I'd ever be embarrassed had I, if right. I ever had riches. I'm, I, you know what? I'm good with that one. Right. I'd be embarrassed if there were a lot of guys named Rich around me. <laughs> right. Like in a room full of guys named Rich. This is this is embarrassing. Yeah, that would, I'd be a little ashamed of that. But. This is a lot of riches here in the room. But this team, I have, I have not, I have not, this is so funny that this is happening because this is such a role reversal from six months ago. Yes. When I couldn't even talk to another human being about anything <laughs> because of the Mets and you were giddily moving on to the Islanders and... I had I had moved on. Hope sprang eternal for you in October. Yeah. And now look at me. Right. And now look at me. It's so funny. It really a is like shell. a change in seasons. A shell of my former self. <laughs> he was, and he was wearing glasses to show that time had passed. <laughs> and that's what it's like. Time has passed. I am but a husk. Of my former self, and here we are. So I'm here excited. We are. I'm excited. So I have uh, some follow-up questions. Please, please. I'm only okay. I'm only too happy to answer questions about the Mets. I want to I want to split this into the team itself and then the personal. Fair enough. So also, which would you like me to start with? Oh, whichever. You're the interviewer. I will not ask that question again. Right. <laughs> so the personal. Uh, no, let's start, with, let's start with the team. Let's start with the team. That's better. How do you feel about uh, this rotation? Gazelman winning uh, a, a spot in the rotation. The naming of Zach Wheeler to take uh, Stephen Matz's place in the rotation. Do you think that they made the right decision? And what have you seen this spring out of the rotation as a whole? I don't. The other the other decision. Well, I mean, there was no. It was a no-brainer to take Gazelman, I think. Gazelman has pitched great this spring. Yeah. Pitched great last year. He's been a starter his whole career. He hasn't really pitched out of the bullpen. Still only 23 years old. Yes. Which I hadn't realized that he was still that young. Yes, <laughs> he's very young. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think that was obvious to put him in the rotation they needed a fifth starter anyway so we put plug him into the rotation and then Matz goes down as he does and now the decision is between Wheeler and Lugo and Seth Lugo pitched very well for Puerto Rico in the world baseball classic and he started three games I think he won all three the last game didn't he lose the he lost the championship game right um, he didn't start the championship game. He no. didn't start that game. No, he won. The, he won the game before that. Um, he's pitched great all, all all spring with the Puerto Rico team, and Zach Wheeler has actually pitched really well with the Mets team. Well, 
he pitched really well. He struggled a bit, but he pitched well late. He had one. No, he had one. He had one outing in which he struggled. He had a blow up outing, right? Right. Other than that, and what and what he impressed with was the fact that he stayed healthy, and he really like went balls to the wall in the spring to win a right. job. Right. Tried to win a job. Here's a guy who was a number one pick. And the future ace of the team, who's fallen on injury in hard times, and he came. And that first, that first trade that Sandy made, that was, was the, the first trade. He was the first piece that Sandy put in place, and at the time, everybody thought it was the greatest deal ever. He was going to be the guy. He, he was, was going to be the guy, it, right? Because it was always, and then it was always going to be. Well, Harvey's coming. Nobody knew about Degrom. Syndergaard wasn't here, and, and it was always. Letter. The famous doubleheader. It was always going to be Wheeler and Harvey. Those were going to be the two pitchers to to right. rebuild around. Right. Um. So Wheeler makes the team. Wheeler's gonna Wheeler's gonna be in the rotation. He's gonna be the uh, in effect. Pretty good. Is that dangerous to be broadcasting right now? I mean, what are we gonna do? We may lose well, power at some point, and it'll well, be that's what I mean. to take it home. Yeah. Well, no. If we lost power, I think we would lose the show because you – isn't it your show? It is my show. So we better speed this up. Okay. So, yeah, so let's get to it. So um, we are get the job. Fantastic. One more time. Whose show is this again? It's Steve's show. It's Steve's show, right? It's not, yeah. It's not, let's not do this, guys. I'm having a rough night with the Islanders. Let's Look, not do it. I'm very fragile right I'm now. I'm sorry. You guys continue. I'm going to go back into my place because I know my place. Wow. Where? I know not my show. This. I got dozens of people dying to abuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're okay like with the those decisions. How do you feel Grom, about Matt Harvey Grom, right Grom, now? Matt Harvey? Um, yes, you're familiar with his work. He plays for the Mets. Matt, Matt, Matt Harvey. Matt I'm, Harvey, right? Not right. Nat I'm Harvey. Not, not the jazz musician Nat Harvey. Not PJ Harvey. The guitarist. No, not Har- Harvey Firestein. No, that's so I, wrong. I almost I called him. Just want to pitch on the Mets. Is that so wrong? I almost called him Harvey Fireside. That's, well, that was a common mistake. Roy Firestone. Right. Harvey Fireside. Harvey Firestone. Right. Harvey Firestone. I just want to be loved. Is that so wrong? I'm, I'm a little concerned about him, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not like he's going to be nothing. Because I, I think he's good enough Can you say to that? adjust. What? Can you say that like Rocky? Can you say that like Rocky? Like Rocky or like he's gonna, be, he's gonna be nothing. No, I'm not worried. There's not gonna be nothing. <laughs> it just was like very Rocky to me. I'm sorry. I apologize. You, you know, I'm not worried. There'll be nothing. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's he's it. nothing, Rock. He's a he's a, that just wants to be loved. That's Harvey Fire, Fireside <laughs> playing Mickey. Right. Don't even worry about it, Rock. That is John Lovett playing Harvey (laughs) Firestein doing Burgess Meredith. Follow Creed, Rocky. (laughs) 
You're gonna crap lightning. You're gonna you're gonna crap thunder. Something. You're gonna oh, eat God. lightning. You're gonna crap thunder. Is that so wrong? That's it. Instant impression. Rocky, if you were a gay bee, could you love me? What the hell's a gay bee? Uh, you know, what was a gay bee? You know. The, um, the the best part about that is PJ just channeled one of my favorite SNL sketches with the Harvey Firestein group. Where the question was always, so Jack, I know you're not gay, but if you were, would you find me attractive? There was a Harvey Firestein fireside chat. That was it. Right. So anyway, uh, so Harvey, uh, Syndergaard, yeah. we're not worried about it at all, right? No. DeGrom, I mean, I'm always, DeGrom, I'm always worried. I'm always worried that Syndergaard's arm is going to blow out. That's, but. A, that's a given. We're worried about that with all these guys. Take that's that. R S T L N N E of right. fandom. Right. You take that. That's a given for every one of them. Taking mm-hmm. that aside, Degrom has looked very, very good. Syndergaard's looked great. I'm not worried about Harvey. Should I be? I haven't been paying very close attention. You, you would not be wrong if you were. But I don't think you're wrong that you're not. I think we have to see. He's still he's still only eight months out of surgery. Out of a major surgery that only like three guys have come back from. Yeah, it's not. This is not like, I mean, Tommy John surgery sounds more serious, but this is something that's not typically done. So I think you this is give more, it more serious time. than Tommy John surgery. I really do. I, it might be. Well, because because there's they, not like a track. There's not a track for it. Right. Well, they've perfected Tommy John surgery, so they know what they're doing. Right. This is a little bit different. But I think he's going to need time, and I don't think you're going to really be able to judge Harvey until you get to the All Star break. Uh, really, that far? Yeah. Because then, because then at that point, you will be a year out of his surgery. Right. Don't you feel like though he's a lights come on kind of guy, a little bit. Um, only like a little even bit. That, even even that start last week, it was like he's got to go. He's garbage. He's this. He's that. You but know, he's, uh, and 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 he's you know touching ninety five, ninety six consistently, like a week out from the season starting, like when it actually kind of matters for him yeah. to have that final tune up. I think he's a smart guy. I think he's. A I lot think he's smart. too. I think he's a lot smarter than people give him credit for. And I think that and he's he is been a, through this. Well, I think he's approaching this in a way that people hadn't considered, right. you know, because I when agree. he came, because when he came back last year off of the Tommy John surgery or two years ago, 2015, two years ago. Yeah. right. The very first game that he pitched in spring training, when everybody was watching, he went out there and he hauled off and threw 99 miles an hour. Yep. On like March 2nd yep. And he just like Blew out of the gates And everybody was impressed And everybody was like oh my god this is unbelievable And now this time he didn't do that So yep. because, because he didn't do it again The way he did it back in 2015 I think the misconception is that There's something wrong with him And I think it's the opposite I think he knows exactly what he's doing And he's holding back for what you said When the lights come on That's when you'll see the real Harvey yeah, and, and and I also think there's something to him pitching at ninety 
you know, velocity out the window. There's something to him pitching at um, uh, a higher level of competence as a pitcher, you know, like uh, just uh, going after guys, using his right. breaking ball, setting guys up. And, and if he's not hitting 99, but he's hitting 94, but there's great movement on his fastball, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, that can be a put-away pitch at 94, just like it can be at 99, as long as it's moving. You know, I, I, yeah. uh, I'm not worried about it. So you feel very, obviously, very good about the rotation. Let me move I to the lineup. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what, Cal, just to go back to Wheeler, like to put a pin in Wheeler, God, I hope he has a good season. I do. Yeah, I ever, really I root ever, for that kid. I think a lot of people are rooting for him. Well, since the Gomez trade, right? Since the failed Gomez trade where he was upset, he called Sandy, said he wants to be part of this. Like, yeah. this kid was supposed to be the first piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. All these guys have lapped him. Mm-hmm. You know, even Matt, like with all his injuries and stuff, like Matt has lapped him in terms of like what the expectation is of him as a pitcher. Right. And the, and the, this kid, and he's still only like 26. Yeah, no, he's, and he's talented, you know? Oh, he's he a is. Good, he's a good pitcher, and I'm glad that he's getting the opportunity now. Yeah, I really hope he's successful. I really do. Now, and I'm not concerned about the innings limit. That's a big thing right now. He's got a limit of like 120 innings for the year. And the, and the debate was, well, when do you use those bullets? Do you use them now? Or do you maybe hold him back and save him for later? And he's got to get back out there. He's got to. Yeah. He hasn't pitched in a game since 2014. Yeah, get no, the he's, kid back out there. He's got to get back out there. Yeah. I, I think you take advantage. And he's healthy right now. And you take advantage of him while he's it. healthy. Let the kid pitch. Right. You know, and get him back. Get him back in a major league game. He earned his way back here after two terrible injuries with the Tommy John. Like, he's earned his way back here. And you know what? He's the best. He's the best option right now. Win these and he's games, the best option. Yeah. right? I think the I think I heard the first thirty something, maybe thirty three, thirty five games are all against National League East teams. Well, you remember last year they had the crazy schedule in April where they had a lot of off days, right? Right, like they only played like twenty seven games in April or something like that. They had like five off days in April. They don't have that this year. No, they they start hard this year. They have two days off early, and then they have like 16 straight games, something like but that. They pl- but they're playing all of their direct competitors, and they're playing teams like the Phillies and the Braves and the Marlins that might not be as good. Yep. And there's only three games against the Nationals in there. Yep. you got to fatten up. This is the time to do it, and why not do it with your best option? Yeah, and also, look, it's the old, it's the old adage that you wind up missing – you wind up finishing three games back. Right. Or something like that. We did three games in April. The games all mean the same now as they do they later in the season. They all mean the same. They all yeah. mean the same. And, know, and also, oh, well, and September baseball is more important. Well, if you don't play well in April, you're never going to get to September. Yeah. And, you know, I hate to use the analogy to the Islanders, but burst out of the gate so that you don't have to do what the Islanders did and use, like yeah. last year. Like the Mets, it was a furious final 50 games to get them into the playoffs last year. And they were out of gas, right. And they were out of gas by the time they got there. And they were banged up. They were injured. They were out of gas. Yeah. 
And conversely, in 2015, they started the season 13 and three, yeah. and then played 500 for a lot of it. Yeah. But they had enough in reserve, and they had built enough of a cushion. And they got Cespedes. And they got Cespedes. That was the boost. They got Cespedes. Right. But they so. built that 10-game cushion. It's huge. So yeah. how do you feel about this lineup? Talk to me about this lineup. It's an interesting lineup. Um, it's, it's fairly... Intriguing? No, not intriguing. Just interesting. It's not filled with, filled with intrigue? No, it is not. All right. Very well. Or, or mystique. Nothing along those lines. I think there's some mystique to it. I disagree. Eh. What's, what do you find mystical about it? I don't know. Jose Reyes is in it. That's all. That, nope. that makes me happy. Jose Reyes, well, Jose Reyes is in it because David Wright is out. I don't – I mean, he's swinging. He's taking batting practice. I saw that. I just – He can take all the batting practice he wants. If he can't throw the baseball, he's not going to be able to play baseball. I feel like let him take as much batting practice as he wants. Let him. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. And, no, and that's he what I'm saying. Great. Yeah. He looked oh, great he, in batting practice. If he can't throw great. the. Oh, I thought I watched his BP the other day. He looked fine. His swing is fine, but physically he just he's he really physically is a shell of what he was. Look, we could spend an hour on David Wright, but the bottom line is, and I hate the bottom line. It he's not going to be there. No, he's not. He's not. You know, and that's I mean, fine. Not just on opening day, he's he's not going to be there. And it's fine because if you get him in all this year, if you get any contribution whatsoever out of him this year, it's purely spiritual and it's a bonus. Right. And it's better that he's not there because he's not the specter of him is not sort of exactly. anchoring them down. Exactly. You know, it was like with, with, with Rick DiPietro all those years with the Islanders. It was, you yeah. know, you were waiting for him to be healthy so he could come back and be the goalie. But because he had that ridiculous contract, they couldn't get rid and of him. Be a, and be a great goalie. You know, be the starter for the USA team and be an elite yeah. goaltender. And he was never going to be that again, ever. No. And the fact that David Wright is not around, I think if he were around, he would be playing. He would be in the lineup. They weren't going to sit him on the bench. And you'd have to sit there and watch him suffer as a shell of what he once was. Yeah. And that's, no. not, and that's not there anymore right now. Right. That's a good thing. You know, so Reyes is going to play third. He's going to lead off. They have a true leadoff hitter, which is something yeah. they wouldn't have had had, had right been there. Um, and it's deep. The lineup is deep. They had, they had Bruce and Duda batting six and seven. Jay Bruce and Lucas right. Duda were batting six and seven the other day. And that, that's a – say what you want about those two guys. They're legit. I can say a lot. League hitters. I know, and you have. And I'm, and I'm allowing you to say what you want. But they're legitimate major league hitters, and they're batting yes. six and seven. So I, I, I do feel good about the lineup. I think a healthy Neil Walker is going to be a big part of this lineup. I, um, I think Granderson is going to bat you know, 112 for the first three months like he always does. <laughs> He's going to drive everybody crazy. But then he'll get hot. And yeah, I, think Jay Bruce is, I think Jay Bruce is going to have a big year. Not a big year, but he's going to have a good year. I think he's You're gonna have a bullish really, on uh, Jay Bruce, huh? I'm a little bullish on him. I think he's going to have a solid year. I think he's. I think he's a guy that needs to have a comfort level, and he had right. none last year. And I think a full spring training with this team 
plus yeah. the two months that he had last year, and an extended spring training because it's it's longer this year. I think he's gonna he's gonna really help him. Let me ask you about the balance in the lineup. Like, how do you feel about? So uh, let's get into a little. Let's be a little nuts and bolts here. You alluded to a uh, to the fact that they have Reyes at the top of the lineup, which they gives them a true leadoff hitter. First of all, how has he looked this spring? I haven't watched anything. He's uh, fine. Has he looked? I mean, he looks like he's in great shape. He looks like he's. Yeah, he looks. He looks exactly he looks like, like he was last year. Yeah, he's. Like just, I, I, you know, I, I I feel like he should be two two seventy five, two eighty. You know, three thirty on base percentage. You know, fifteen. You know, ten ten fifteen home runs. Like I'm not expecting like an all star season. No, he's not Jose Reyes that you remember from ten years ago. But he, but he was good last year once he, he got was, going. Cal. Yeah, no, he yes, and I think he's gonna. I think the thing about this team that is is frustrating, but you sort of expect it and accept it from them is that they're they're a streaky. They have streaky hitters on the team. They're going to be they a have, streak team hitting wise. And you and you really hope that the streaks align as much as possible. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Reyes can go cold for three weeks and never yeah. get on base, you know? And right. then for the next three weeks, it triples, and you don't have to worry about him. Granderson goes cold for months. Duda goes <laughs> yes. cold for months. But when, but when Duda gets hot, Duda can carry the entire team. Even with Cespedes in the lineup, Duda can carry the team. Yeah. He can. I know. Yeah. I know. But, I don't hate him. But, he's just, he's just, he's just like a. I'm ready for something new at first base. I know, but you're not going to get but him. It this you year. know, him hitting in the seven hole and playing first base, that's fine. If he's going to hit 25 home runs in the seven hole, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you no, no, that's fine. That. If you so <clears throat> you put Reyes at the top of that lineup, which I which I like a lot. You have uh, uh, he's batting. Uh, as Drupal Cabrera second, I think there. I like that a lot. That guy, talk about like the guy that turned me around on who he is and what he is as a player after yeah. watching him every day last year. Um, good spot. I like that. I think you can almost flip him and Neil Walker. So if you have him, if you have him, uh, uh, Walker batting five in this configuration. Yeah, I think so. Cause Granderson will bat third. Granderson's batting fourth. Oh, Grass is about fourth. Third. That's right. Um, which I don't love Granderson hitting there. Um, Why? I just don't love it. I just because he's a black hole for two months at a time. Well, and he's going to come up in so many big spots early on, and he's just a black hole there. Well, the thing that you have to worry about is that they're going to pitch around Cespedes a lot. Exactly. He provides no protection for Cespedes to me. They, you know, they they could ease, they could put Walker there. They've toyed with Walker in the four hole. I would put Walker the there. Hole. I would yeah. have no problem with Walker there. But you yep. could also flip Walker and Cabrera because could. Cabrera could, could Cabrera could hit in the five. He could, but you know, they had a lot of success last year with Reyes and Cabrera at the top of the lineup. Yes. So. Yep. I, I and think they he's gonna ride. like each other, and they have like a thing going, and you know there's yeah. some good mojo there, and the three um, of them, you know, and and they're both switch hitters, so you can't pitch around either guy. They both have a flair for the dramatic in the big moment. Yeah. I, again, I I I have no problem with that. 
Cespedes, I think, is going to have a monstrous year. Oh, my goodness. I really do. I mean, I saw something the other day that him and Jay Bruce were training at 7.30 on Sunday morning with Kevin Long. To hit the ball the other way. To hit the ball the other way. This guy just that signed a drill. They, they weren't just, like, taking batting practice. I know. They were hitting at 7.30 in the morning to hit the ball the other way. The guy signed a $100 million contract in the offseason. He's got all the security in the world, and he's, he's going down there at 7.30 on a Sunday morning for a specific drill. Four weeks in the camp, too. Yeah. Like, not, like they didn't just show up. They've been down no. there for four weeks. Yeah, and he was there right away. <laughs> I know. He's been there all along. Yeah, no, he's, he, by, all, by all accounts, he's like, Deadly serious about this season. How do you Which feel about see that coming? No, but but you would think the guy gets the contract and he gets complacent. To me, he seems the other way. It's the opposite, and that's right. and you know that's and that's been that's been the thing with him that people say he has just all he's ever wanted was a place where he could like just stay. Was he bounced around for, right? He's bounced around for five years now. You know, we talk about this. A lot on the show, Cal, and something just occurs to me, and it's the idea of, and again, this is purely speculation. We don't know these guys or whatever. But you take a guy like Cespedes, who is, you know, Cuban and like, all he wants is to feel settled. He's been on like five major league teams. Like in real life, like as a person, like as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you, we don't understand maybe the tumult that comes with coming to this country and struggling to get here. And you're, you're only here because you play baseball. And then you start out with like Oakland and you go to like five teams and you're in Boston and you just never feel settled. And then all of a sudden you're in New York. In New York City, there's tons of other Cubans around. There's tons of things to make you feel like you're at home. And you're finally here. Like, you're, this is my home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, as, just as a human being. Like, well, he's got I mean, the farm, right? He's got the farm upstate or something like that. or No, the farm. Um, he's got the farm in Florida. He's got the ranch in Florida. Oh, the farm in Florida. Right, right, right. But right. He just, and he, it seems like he, it seems like as a human, like he's, well, that's, that's so. That's the thing. The ranch is like ten minutes from camp, mm-hmm. so that was one of the factors in he wanted to stay here because he's got this ranch that he could commute back and forth to, right? Right, and he be went, there in the off season and be close to their off season home, and yeah. The other day they had a game against the Braves in West Palm Beach. No, the Braves <laughs> play at Disney. I'm in West Palm Beach. I forget who plays over there. Marlins. The Marlins, I believe, maybe. maybe. Well, he, Terry Collins made a comment at the beginning of the spring, and he said, you know, Cespedes could pretty much not even bother with his gray pants. He's not going on the road. He's not making any trips. He's going to stay here. All right? But Cespedes, in that game at West Palm Beach, offered to go on the road and play in that game because his kid lives there. He's got an eight-year-old son that, that was playing a Little League game over there. So he says, I'm going to take the road trip, 
play in the game over there, and then right. I'm going to go watch my kid play play ball. Oh, that's great. And, like, when you think about when when you, like you said, you try to humanize these guys, and you think about, think about yourself, right? Yeah. Think about, right, if you were, if you were playing for a major league team, and you had the, and you're away from your kids all year, you never get to see them, and you had Eight the opportunity, months. right? You had the opportunity to go see your kid play ball. And the team was like, yeah, that's fine. And it helped the team because you got to, you got to bring him on the road with you and play with, play with the team right. that he hasn't been traveling with them all, all spring. Right. That's another regular you can leave at home maybe because you got to bring four regulars with you and stuff yeah. like that. It's just, you know, it, it all adds up to he's happy to be with this organization. Yeah, it seems so. And he's motivated. Yes. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I just think mo- I just think he's going to have a monster here. I really do. They're all motivated though. There's no nobody's riding horses into camp. Nobody's got the cars. That wasn't a big deal. Well, you talked about the you talked about the chip, right? So two years ago, they go to the World Series. Surprisingly, they go on a great run. They lose to Kansas City. They come in last year, sort of still riding high on the World Series, still having a good time, still the fun bunch kind of thing. A little Reality bit. Reality smacks uh, not terrible. No, but but Terry Collins recognized it right from the get go in spring training yeah. last year, and he yeah. was and he was trying to not allow them right. to be that way. Didn't work. And they also got injured. <laughs> well, they got I mean, they had a lot of injuries. Harvey got hurt, and Degrom got hurt, and Matt got hurt, and you know, um, and Wright got hurt, and like they, you know, they were injured. This year, the chip seems to be firmly on their shoulder. Firmly. Yeah, they're taking everything seriously. Yeah. Um, how worried are you about Darno? I'm not. Okay. I'm not worried about him. He hit 300 in spring training. Um, he hit very well. His swing looks entirely different. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have that thing where he curls the bat around like it's a, a highlight you know, stick. Strange. He's a he's a strange hitter though, Cal, because I've 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 played with guys like this. Um, you've seen guys like this. His hands are almost too fast. Yeah. And so you you well you don't you understood try to do things to slow them down. You have to and hit so, right. And so and what 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 you wind up doing is you wind up developing a hitch. So you wind up either dropping your hands too low when you come through. So, you know, like Sheffield used to do it all the time, right? Like Gary Sheffield had unbelievably fast hands right? and fast wrists through the zone. So Sheffield would do that, you know, that twitchy thing with his bat yeah. to slow down his hands, bringing them through the zone because they're too fast. Um, I always thought that Krasminski should have done this because uh, this is a guy that, we played high school baseball with who had unbelievably fast hands and, um, but it never slowed down his swing. He always should have done something. There's point the bat a little further, whatever. But what happened with Darno is Darno's got very strong hands, very strong and fast wrists. And last year he fell in love with this hitch. What yeah. happens is it winds up being either a drop your hands hitch or it be, winds up being a hitch in the swing because major league pitchers throw the ball very, very hard. And mm-hmm. your hands are not that fast. And so you wind up popping a lot of stuff up or you wind up grounding out all the time. 
Well, the other thing with Darno was he he couldn't quite find success last year, so he was trying all different things. He's trying all different things. Yeah, and and you and know? also I I think if you look at him down the stretch run in fifteen, like he came back, he was a big part of that renaissance when he came back in fifteen. And he hit some big home runs in the World Series and stuff. Oh, yeah. He was a big part of that, or in the playoffs. He was a big part of that renaissance. I mean, I really believe the maybe the after the injuries last year, the next biggest factor in why they struggled for most of the year was that they didn't have the Conforto and Darno they expected. Right. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Now, speaking of – so I'm not worried about Darno either. Speaking of Conforto, right? and, and we can, we can uh, uh, end here, you're okay. So he makes the team because Lagares gets hurt. Right. How much do you play him, Bri? He's not going to play a lot. He's not going to play a lot. Where is he going to play? So, you know, I mean, let's say let's say first series Bruce goes, you know, one for ten, one for twelve. Does he get two starts in the next series? No, no. You, Bruce would then have to Bruce Bruce would have to go like two for twenty. You know, Grant Granderson will go two for twenty. I don't know if Conforto is gonna is gonna get any starts. He'll get him in. He'll find a way to get him in. I believe that. But he's gonna be—he's gonna be their number one bat off the bench. He's gonna pinch hit in that. every game. I hate that. I don't hate it. I—I I hated it last year because it's just Conforto. Such a tough role though, Cal. Nah, but listen—he was Conforto was all screwed up last year because he was supposed to start, right? So his head was not in where it needed to be to be successful in that role. This year, I think he understands what's going on a little bit better. And he's better equipped to handle a temporary role where he's coming off the bench. He knows he's going to be the right fielder next year. He knows he's got a job next year. He doesn't have to worry about that. You know, maybe even this 20, year. Right. Maybe even this year. He's 24 years old. I. He doesn't. He. he there's nothing for him in Vegas. There's nothing for so him. In he, fact, he's better off on the big club. Yeah. Even in, in fact, that I. I think he. I think he's better off being with the major league team because he's a major league baseball player. And if he right. gets sent out to Las Vegas because it's a numbers game, not because he needs to work on anything, right. that's going to screw fair. him up more. That's what I think. Just in hearing how he's been talking about this, he said he was very, very open about, I don't want to go back to Las Vegas. I got nothing else to prove there. Yeah. You know, and maybe he sent him out that... there and let him back 500. It's not going to do anything. Right, and maybe he made that clear to them, or even worse, sent him back out there and he bats, you know, two twenty-five, and he, right. you know, because he's just he's dispirited that he wasn't on the big club. Well, that was the Syndergaard situation when Correct. he was supposed to come up to Vegas three years ago. Yeah, and he never wasn't came up. Harvey and he too. Picked... Harvey had that too, right? Uh, and Harvey too. They got bored. Not, not making the club out of spring training and getting bored, right. and so getting knocked around his first month. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not worried about Conforto. I'm I last year I wouldn't have liked it based on everything that was going no, on. I, this you just talked me into it. You did. I just feel a little bit better about it. I think he's he's yeah. he's a year more mature, and I think it's more important for his development to be a major league baseball player, even if it's in a part time role, 
than to be in Las Vegas playing every day. Yeah. Uh, bullpen. Familia only gets 15 games. It's a huge break. It's a huge break. Um, a read will close uh, those games. Then Smoker makes the team. Made the team. Yeah, it looks like it looks like Smoker made the team. I haven't. That's that's what it said today. It said you know uh, Smoker. They're going to take three lefties. They're going to take three lefties. Yes. They're going to take the three lefties: Smoker, Blevins, and Edgen. They're going to take Reed. Is going to close. Salas is going to set him up in the eighth inning. Robles will make the team. That's and then six. the last, and then the last spot is going to come down to either Montero or Lugo. Or Lugo, right? And it'll probably be Lugo. I don't know because Montero. Montero's pitched, pitched really well. I know. Really well. Yeah. The, the one, the one, the one thing I'm a little concerned about is Reed pitched really bad in spring Does training. Lugo have? I'm not worried about Reed though. Reed's yeah, Reed, he knows what he's doing. But he's got a lot. He they rode him hard last year. He has a lot of yeah. tread. I think he knows what he's doing. I, I think know. if he comes out there and blows the first two games too, you go to Salas just to get you through. To you can do that. Salas yeah, has experience closing. You can do that. Maybe you could. But you know, Salas also he, Salas, Salas also had visa problems and he got a late start this spring too. Right. How did he do with his Discover card? I can't just let you do that. <laughs> I can't. I would say you could, but you could also go to like a Blevins or if you need a save, you know what I mean? Like you can you know, patchwork it for 15 together. games. Yeah. Right. It's two weeks. You're not, you're I not love looking that, at. I love that Smoker made that bullpen. I do. I like him. He throws hard. He throws strikes. He comes after guys. He gets righties out. And he's also he's also like that. We've talked about this a million times. What do you want in a reliever that's not a closer? You want a guy who comes in and throws strikes and goes after guys. Don't right. nibble. Go after guys. If you walk Don't someone man. in the sixth, seventh, or eighth inning as a reliever, you're, you're out. You're, you've not done your job right. at all. No right. walks. Zero walks. That should be Edgen, your MO. Edgen's going to be the problem out there. I really believe that. Edgen's always a problem. His I face think he's is terrible. Problem. Yeah, I think <laughs> I don't. I don't like him. I think he's not good at what he does. And he also he violates your main rule for a relief yes. pitcher. He goes out there and he tries to cute his way around everything. Yep. And he throws hard. He doesn't have to. Yeah, he's just he he's not to. good. I hate guys who can throw ninety four and they nibble. Look, just throw the You have a saying. And I do. You do? You have a number of them. This one in particular, I remember, burned in my brain. Nothing inflates a team. Was it? Was that? I said a ridiculous amount, actually. Uh, yeah. I, uh, maybe. Sorry, the Foley, the Foley guy was back in here with a couple of cardboard boxes. He was trying to do something. I don't know what it was. So you say nothing demoralizes a team more than a bad bullpen. Yep. Nothing. That's all. That's that's all you. And that's the that is the one thing that I'm worried about with this team is that these pitchers are going to be good and they're going to get you through seven innings. Yeah. And then the and then the bullpen is going to be a little shaky. That's and you can't be blowing games in April. Okay. I think they're going to be okay. That remains to be seen. 
Yeah, I think I think they're gonna. I think the bullpen is gonna be good enough, and then and then I think you get somebody. You know, at the deadline, or you you know maybe Montero becomes a part of it. Maybe, maybe Lugo, maybe Lugo really takes to a relief role. But I could see I could see Montero becoming like a shutdown eighth inning guy. I could. Uh, I don't know. I gotta see oh, more. He's been inning, so seventh inning guy. I know he's been so erratic. So, I know, I know. He's, he's got so good bad stuff, Cal. Like four years. He's got good stuff. He does have yeah, a great does. change up. Like, you know who else? You know who else could move fast is the Dunn kid. Is he hurt? Did he get hurt? I didn't see. No, the other guy. Uh, again, the other. Been no, paying the other very close hurt. attention to the Islanders. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Uh, K, Anthony K. He was the other draft pick, other first round no, pick. No, I'm sorry. The, 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 the kid out of B. Yeah, they, they took two first round picks and Justin right. Dunn, Justin the kid Dunn. from Connecticut. Right. And Anthony K was the kid from, I think he was out in Long Island. He yes. was the guy that, yeah, he went to the same high school as, as Matt. He replaced Matt. That's right. Patrick Medford. Right. Right. And like Matt, he's now, he's, he went for Tommy John surgery, I think. Oh, so. did he really? He's really, yeah, he's really following in, in his footsteps. Uh, right. <laughs> no, no I could see the, I could see the Dunn kid like coming fast, and you call him up in September, and he's like a kid who can, you know, well, pitch in the seventh inning. Well, he's on the 40-man roster, so I don't know if you can get him up here that quickly. Let's just but. see. Let's just see. That's right. That, that, don't, that don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. Dude, Ty Kelly's on the 40-man roster, okay? We he can is make now. He wasn't. We can make a spot for Dunn. We can find a space. Let's see. Let's see what happens. We can find a spot. So I'm excited. I think. Um, well, let's go with I, the personal I, as we wrap this up. Okay. Scale of one to ten. What are you asking me? Just figure it out. <laughs> Your excitement level, scale of one to ten. My excitement level for. This New York itself? That's about to that's about to start, yes. And their and their uh, success. Um like it in eight. Excellent. All time, historically, where do you put yourself coming into the season with the expectations for this team? Give I, me a year I, to give me a year to compare it to. Give me a year to remember in a silver uh VCR case. With a big diamond and a twenty-five on it. Big diamond and twenty-five. That's actually the twenty-fifth. Those are two different VCR cases. Uh, yes, yeah. I, I screwed that up. You probably have them there in your basement. They could be right here. Yeah, actually, I got the yearbooks over there. Uh, Give me a uh, two thousand six. Was probably the last time I was this excited about a team. Did you think the 2006 team was going to win 97 games? No, but I was excited about the 2006 team coming off of 2005 because they had the improvement. Improved in 2006. That's fair. Um, since then, I don't think there's been a team that I've. I was excited about last year coming off the World Series, but yeah, not not like this. This is um. I agree. It feels different this year. Yeah, there. Yeah, and you know what? There's, a, there's. I have a sense of urgency here too, because I am a big proponent, or a big, not a proponent, but.
but big believer believer. of the believer of the window. Yeah. And I, I think that this is it for the window. I think they had a three year window. 15, 16, 17. The window was supposed they, to start in 14, but it didn't because Harvey got hurt. And it got pushed. Harvey got hurt. Right. right. So it, it should have been a four-year window. window. Right. And it's a 15, 16, 17 because at the end of this year, to start paying guys. Not only that, they're going to be a very different looking team next year. Very I different. Think it, could be, it could be different, but it could be better. It, it, they have Absolutely kids could be better. Don't, no, no, don't get me wrong. Absolutely could be better. But there's a window for this particular group. And, and I think we this may is see pieces of it this year. We may. You may see Dom Smith at some point. You may see Rosario at some point. You may. You may. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't expect it. You I think see, if you I think if you do things are not going the way you want them to be going. Oh, I disagree. I think it's just injury related. I really do. I don't think that I don't think there's a point that at, at this year they fall apart. And they play kids. I think there's a because he will try to scrap it together in any way he can because there's a window. I think if yep. you see Rosario, it's because he's tearing it up, and Cabrera gets hurt. Well, let me ask you something. Cabrera goes down for the season in May. What do you do? You're gonna put what's Rosario, Rosario doing in what's Rosario doing in AAA? He's that in two fifty. Then I move uh, Reyes to shortstop, and I play Rivera third, or Flores right. third, I should say. Right. That's what. That's. I think that's what would happen. Rosario is hitting three thirty-five with ten home runs and twenty-five stolen bases. Then everybody's staying put, and the kid's coming up. Well, and Reyes maybe. is staying at third. Maybe you could see that. I'm just saying you're absolutely right. This is their window. They're going to be a very different looking team next year. I believe so. Like, even if they win, they're going to be a very different looking team next year. Granderson's yeah, gone. Bruce is gone. Dude is gone. I think Darno might be gone. Cabrera's gone. Darno's gone. Unless Darno has a great year and then you extend him. Walker be gone. Walker's gone. Walker's on a one year deal? Yeah. He's right. a qualifying offer. Right. Cabrera's gone. Race is gone. You just said Cabrera three times. <laughs> I, I want to emphasize Cabrera. That's how different this team is going to be. Did you get Cabrera, though, in what I said? Reyes, you're right. Reyes is gone. Harvey, I think, will be gone. Uh, that, I, I, I don't think you can remotely speculate on Harvey anymore. I can, I can speculate all I want. <laughs> you can speculate, speculate to live long day. What I'm yeah. saying is, two years ago, I would have agreed with you. Right. Now I have now I have no idea what he's going to do. He has no leverage anymore. No, I think they're going to trade him. I'm saying, why would they? He's at an all-time low trade value-wise that he's ever been at, and he has no leverage either. Well, he yeah, well, no, he has no leverage. He has one more year under contract. But I think they would. I think if he had a big year, they would look to trade him. Because especially especially if Gazelman pitches well this year. Absolutely, but but I'm two years ago we would have banked on this. Now it's completely no, up you're, in the air. You're right; it's up in the air. This is this is what I'm speculating. This is what I think could happen because they're going to have to pay somebody next year. They're going to have to pay Degrom 
next year for sure. Because he's on a four, he's arbitration four million dollars this year. He's going to go up to like ten million dollars next year, and then Syndergaard's going to have to get paid very soon. Yeah. Right, and then you don't pay Matt because he's going to he's going to be a broken down pitcher yeah. for his whole career. But so here's you, a consideration you're that him. people don't talk about though, Cal, and that is they're going to they're going to have a ton of position player money coming off the books. You're going to have under control cheap guys at first, second, short, left, I mean, uh, right, and center. Right. You're going to have five guys in that lineup that are cheap and under control. So they're going to pay the pitchers. And pay the pitchers. You might need to pay Familia, too, if you want to keep them. They're not paying Familia. Dunn's the kid. Dunn's gonna be your Dunn's gonna be your closer. He is. Yeah, he's gonna be your closer in two years. That he's gonna be your closer in two years. Right. I think his stuff and his mentality from everything I've read, I've only seen him pitch twice, like on video or whatever, in for Brooklyn last year. But it seems like stuff and mentality wise, he's a closer. Alright. Okay. Alright. We'll see. I'm excited. So, last personal question. Uh-huh. How all in are you? Uh, because I, I started the Islander season all in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't typically do that. Um, and it continued all year. And now tonight. I'm devastated. That's great. <laughs> I'm pretty all in. I think yeah. I really do. Th- I really do think they have a chance to win the World Series, which is like crazy. But I do. I do. I just had Remember. to. Uh, I stood up. Remember. I sat down. In 2015, I'm the guy that couldn't get all in on them until like the second week in September. Yeah, I was there. I wouldn't do it. I would not do it. I wouldn't. I do was it. well all in on them. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, it had to be because of the Islanders' playoff loss. Right. Right. That was my salve. Salve? For the loss. My salve. There's an L in there, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a silent salve. Salve? 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 Let's ask PJ. We should ask PJ. PJ. He he knows these things. Let's bring in the bishop. Salve, salve. Salve Regina. Latin. Salve. Nailed it. Did you? How about? Did you nail it? How, how about what you put on your lips when they're chapped? Immaculate Mary, your praises we sing. What? It's bomb. 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 Put on lip balm. Hi, Peach. Hi.